This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, today we are discussing head coverings, yamukas. What is the halakha regarding a head covering? Is it an obligation? Is it midat chasidut? Or is it an act of piety? That's a big question in halakha. Is wearing a yamukah an obligation? Or is wearing a yamukah uh, act of piety. That's the question. Just the issue for men, right? For women. Coming, Obviously, right, we're right, not right. talking about coming for men. For women, we're talking about only men. Well, women is a different topic completely. So, number one is the Gemara says in Kiddushin Daf Lamed Aleph Amud Aleph. Rav Huna, son of Rabbi Yoshua, always kept his head covered. Why? The Gemara says the Shekhinah hovers above my head. Right. So he was very, very makbid. It seems like he was special. He was makbid that his head was always covered. It seems that others were not. Why is he saying, I'm makbid, my head is covered? Mashma, mm-hmm. that no, no one else was. Mm-hmm. And then again in Shabbat, he says, I deserve a reward. I never walked even four cubits, four amot, with my head uncovered. So this is the Gemara in Shabbat, Kufyudchet. Rabbi Hanahuna, Rabbi Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Huna, the son of Rabbi Yeshua. Mentioned two places, Kirushin, Lamed Aleph, and Shabbat, Kuf Yudchet. The Gemara says, The astrologers told Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak's mother, Your son is going to be a thief. Imagine. By the way, this whole Gemara is about, is there mazal or no mazal uh. to Israel? Do we believe in luck? Do we believe in the stars? So the astrologers said, Your son is going to be a thief. So because of that, she never allowed him to go around bareheaded. He always had to have a kippah, to give him the fear of God. That's the whole idea. The keeper is to introduce a person to fear of God. So she told him, always keep your head covered, so you will be have fear of God. At the same time, she prayed to Hashem for mercy, that he wouldn't be a robber. So she's praying, she's giving a yarmulke. The child did not understand what it was all about. One day, he was sitting under a date tree that belonged to someone else, and he's learning, he's reviewing his Mishnah. He's sitting on the day tree learning Torah. His hood, his hat fell off his head. He looks up up on top and he sees beautiful dates. Not his. He climbed up the tree and he ate some dates. He robbed, you see? So one second his keeper fell off. He went berserk. He went to climb the tree, says, and he ate the dates. The Zohar says, in Pasha Balak, a person should not go six feet while bareheaded. That's the Zohar. A person should not walk six feet without going with bareheaded. Since the light of the Shekhinah hovers above a person's head. We don't see this. I wish we could see the highlight of the Shekhinah hovering above a person's head. And it gives one the power of life. So therefore we, we wear a yamalka as a sign of respect. The Shekhinah is above my head. In another passage, the Holy Zohar says, it is forbidden for a Torah scholar to walk six feet beheaded. Hmm. So it seems like it's only a law for a Torah scholar not to walk with a behead. <coughs> the Rambam writes, Our greatest sages took care all the times not to bear their heads. This is in Moray Nebuchim, interesting. There's not in the Rambam's Mishneh Torah. Since the Shekhinah hovers above them. Again, this is talking about great Torah scholars, great rabbis who would be careful not to walk with their head uncovered. So the question is, is it an obligation? Or is it an act of piety? Wearing a yarmulke is an obligation or is it an act of piety? Rabbeinu Meir of Rottenburg, which is very interesting, he was one of the greatest Ashkenazi rabbis, Rabbeinu Meir of Rottenburg, the Maharam 
called the Maharam for short. Moreno Harav Meir. Rav Rottenberg, he, he writes, it's an act of piety. It's not obligation to wear yarmulke. It's an act of piety. It's cited by the Orchot Chaim and the Kolbo. There's no prohibition against going bareheaded. Although Rav Huna, the son of Rabbi Yeshua, stated that he'll be rewarded for the fact he never went bareheaded. That was his personal act of piety. He was doing an act of piety. And this is the opinion of the Zohar, the opinion of the Rambam, the Shuchan Aruch, and his Bet Yosef, brings down this kolbo, that it's an act of piety, it's not an obligation. However, the Shukhanah seems to have contradicted himself. So in Siman Mem Vav, the Shukhanah says, when we say the bracha, Oter Yisrael Betifara, he crowns the Jews with glory. He writes, it is forbidden to go bareheaded, the Shukhanah says. Even those who ruled, it is not forbidden to agree. That the way of the devout is never to go beheaded. Since this applies only to the people of Israel, we are commanded to cultivate the trade of fearing God. The blessing, therefore, thanking God for the crown. What crown are we talking about? Talking about the crown of wearing a head covering. Hashem gave us head coverings. And therefore, it seems like he says that it's obligation to wear a yarmulke. However, Ravad Yosef in Yehavidat says that Maran's true opinion is that as a matter of piety not to go beheaded, but it is not forbidden. It was, is it an obligation or is it a voluntary thing? Shukhara seems to say it is voluntary. It is not obligatory to wear yarmulke unless you're praying or saying bracha, we're going to see. And that's why you see different customs. You had the Syrian custom, very old custom, never wear yarmulkes. And you had the Yaki custom. The German Jews never wore yarmulkes. They would go beheaded. Even in school, it says in the school of Shimshon Barafal Hirsch, they would only wear yarmulkes for the Jewish subjects, not for the secular subjects. So even the Shulchanan says, it is forbidden to walk about totally upright. Shulchanan says, uh, looking like a proud person, like the British soldiers were with the head up. A uh, Jew is not allowed to walk like that, with the head up, facing the, the nose up in the air. It's not an act of humility, it's an act of uh, showing off arrogance, exactly. However, then he says, look what he says. It is forbidden to walk totally upright, and one should not go the distance of four cubits beheaded. He doesn't say it is forbidden to go beheaded. So walking upright is forbidden. Walking beheaded is not right. It doesn't say forbidden. So the big difference between the two terms, one is obligatory and one is voluntary. The marshal proved in response, sir, that covering one's head is no more than an act of piety. He cited the Midrash. The Midrash says, Rabrachia says, when a mortal king issues an written decree, what does everyone do when reading the document? This is in Christian countries. They all stand at, stand at attention and bare their heads. If you go to see the queen, you have to take yeah. off your head. You, you can't. I was here in court in Highland Park. So, yeah. Take off your head coverings. Like a sign of respect for the judge. Take off your head covering. You can't wear a hat. Highland Park, they don't, they don't care about it. <laughs> but in other courts in New Jersey, it happened to me once. Everyone has to remove their head coverings. A sign of respect. So that's a Christian aspect. Yeah. Take off your head covering as a sign of respect. And so uh, that's... You could tell them no? You could try, say what you want, but it depends on the... So you can take off your head, hat and leave your kippah. They don't mind the kippah. In a, in a court over here, you, know, you can wear a kippah, you just can't wear a hat. Okay. The marshal. So Marshall says, of course, this Midrash. Rabbi says, when a mortal king issues a written decree, what do everyone do reading the document? They all stand at attention and bear their heads. They read the document with dread and trembling. 
But Hashem tells the people of Israel, my children, recite the Shema. I do not demand you stand up or read it, or that you bear your heads. In other words, you can keep your head covered. Implies that it's optional. You don't have to bear your heads. It also implies that it's something they would be doing anyway, whether it's required or not. Not necessarily. I do not demand you stand up and read it, or that you bear your heads. You don't have to. In other words, you can read it with your head covered or uncovered. So this Midrash was telling us, nothing is wrong with reciting the Shema while bareheaded. That's the proof of the Marshal. The Marshal says you don't have to cover your head. It's an optional extra. Just for the Shema, though. Every Shema, Kalvachomer. Kalvachomer. You're saying God's name in the Shema. It's a big, massive Kiddush. That's a Midrash. You can't learn Halakha from Midrash. Shibut Yaakov refutes this proof. Right? So, it's not such a good proof. This Midrash is not such a good proof. The Chida interprets the words of Shulchan Aruch that covering one's head is only a matter of piety. You don't have to cover your head. And uh, he concludes, Talachah does not forbid going bareheaded. He notes, Rav Yudah Ayesh, Matei Yudah, rules it is forbidden, but he disagreed with him. So therefore, it is not obligatory to cover one's head. It is an optional extra to cover one's head. That's amazing. However, there's other issues as well. Number one is the issue of appearing like a non-Jew. The Tureh the Taz. Although it's not forbidden to go beheaded in the Talmudic era, it is forbidden nowadays, and it in fact is a Torah prohibition, he says. This is because in Christian societies, etiquette demands that people bear their head as a sign of respect. And therefore, we're not allowed to follow their ways. <laughs> Since they say, take off your hat, Dafka, we put it on. Dafka. Not to like, be like them. But even within the Jewish community, it shows that someone is not God-fearing. No, let's see. Let's continue. The Shukhan, the Rishon Etzion, uh, the Rav Yosef says, even if the Teresa Havis is correct, it would be forbidden only if one's intention was to go bare as a matter of etiquette. If one chooses to bear his head because he's hot or tired, he's not guilty of emulating non-Jews. So when is it a problem? This is actually the... Uh, this is the... Uh, come on, let's go. Uh, where did Columbus come from? Spain. Which, which, which town? Oh, um, Cologne. Town. Cristobal Colon. So there's a great rabbi, Marie Colon. Interesting, Marie Colon. Now the Shukhana brings down, Beit Yosef brings down the laws of Hukata Goyim. And it gives two conditions to transgress Hukata Goyim. Number one is, it's not logical. If a person is doing something illogical just to copy the Goyim, that's Asur. But if it's logical, for example, the guy is really hot, he takes off his hat. He's not taking his hat to emulate the Goyim, he's taking his hat because he's hot. So it's totally logical what he's doing. And therefore that's not Hukata Goyim. Anytime you do something logical, for example, I wear a jacket. Hey, all the going wear jackets. How can I copy them? And the answer is because I'm doing something logical. To wear a jacket is logical. Let's say it happens to be their style. It doesn't matter. Since you're doing something logical, makes lo- the style makes logic. Okay, the style is logical. So the style is not logical, then you're allowed to do it. Number two is if it's sanua. As long as it's sanua and it's logical, you're allowed to do it. Like wearing a tie. Hasidim don't wear a tie. They say it's illogical. They say it's chukodagoy. I'm telling you what they say. So since it's logical to put something in the middle of this uh, shirt and I, I wear a tie because I, I don't like wearing my doing out my top button so it's very logical for me it's very logical <laughs> to leave my top button open I just wear a tie to keep it warm so so as long as it's logical and it's sanua that's not who could I wear so you're saying normally to walk around with your hair uncovered in the winter it's illogical so but if it's summertime you want to uncover your hair it's logical 
and therefore it's no problem. It's not chukur agoyim. So that's the that's the uh, Rav Vadi Yosef against the Taz. Taz says it's always chukur agoyim. So it's true there are observant Jews who have immigrated to the land of Israel and they continue to be beheaded as they did in the countries. They may be a very small minority. However, in Israel, you have to give the impression that you serve God. So a person should not appear to be like those who do not accept the mitzvot. That's all I get. Maridayim. In Israel, it's Maridayim. In Israel, it's like you're joining the secular movement by not wearing yarmulke. Since most religious people wear yarmulkes in Israel, a person should wear a yarmulke as well. It's much more important to cover one's head when reciting the Shema when praying. Because then you're accepting the yoke of heaven and the yarmulke, what size, what's the minimum size of the yarmulke? It should cover the majority of your head. It's got to be the majority of your head, so you've got to measure the diameter of your head. And the majority of the head should be covered by the yarmulke. Rabbeinu HaMe'iri. Some people take off their hats upon entering the synagogue, remaining with only a small yarmulke on the head. They recite the Shema and pray dressed in that manner. Without a doubt, this is considered terribly disrespectful to God. This is Me'iri. So at least wear a yarmulke large enough to cover the majority of one's head. That's the minimum requirement when praying. I'm saying Shema is just a show. Okay, so let's just, that's just an introduction. This is the introduction to the laws of wearing yarmulke. So ideally, this is the ideal, this is highly recommended. One should not walk the distance of six feet while bareheaded. Although this is the way of the devout, this is the way of the pious, the Shukana says. In our time, it's good to identify as a Jew who observes mitzvot. So since a lot of Jews who observe mitzvot are wearing yarmulkes, the fact that a person doesn't wear a yarmulke, he doesn't like a Jew who keeps mitzvot. So it's a kind of maradayim. So today it became like a minhag. It's not a din, it's not a halakha, it's a minhag. People wear yarmulkes, and therefore it's good to you wear yarmulkes. However, you cannot really rebuke someone who's not wearing yarmulke. It's only a minhag, it's not even a halakha in the shulchan aruch. Right? Shulchan holds, it's an act of piety, and therefore you cannot tell someone off. So the way it's worded, like walking six feet, like finding that if you're stationary... Yes, exactly, if you're sitting down, there's definitely no issue. <coughs> When the presence of an eminent Torah scholar leading rabbi, it's especially important to cover one's head as a sign of respect. So it's the opposite of Christianity. <laughs> Christianity is sign of respect is to remove the head covering. Judaism is sign of respect to cover one's head. And especially when one recites a blessing or mentions God's name, you've got to cover your head. Which we're going to talk about. Similarly, if you're listening to a bracha of someone else to be Yotze, you have to cover your head. Because when you're listening, it's as if you are saying it. So therefore, when a person is listening to a bracha, they should also be covering their head. So there's no issue. It's not like you're saying it. The practice of the devout has always been to walk the distance of six feet while, while covering one's head. And it's good to adopt this practice. It is, in fact, good to even cover one's head when sitting down. That's our question. And this even applies under a roof and certainly outside in the open. So there's a difference between outside and inside the house. There are opinions that say inside a house you're covered by the roof, you don't have to wear a head covering. And uh, so number one is, is there a problem with walking less than six feet? So everyone brings down the six feet rule. You shouldn't walk six feet with your head uncovered. So Mahari Brona, he says there's no prohibition walking less than six feet. The Magaran says, pious people go even less than six feet, they cover their heads. Okay. 
Marie Brona says, you're allowed to sit down bareheaded while sitting in one place. Rav Chida says, even sitting down in one place, person should cover the head. So again, all these are minhagim, it's good, but you cannot tell people this is halakha. Halakha is that you do not have to cover your head when you're walking. Today became a minhag, and it's good to do it. Obviously, it's very, very good to keep the minhag of covering one's head, because people suspect you're not religious if you don't cover your head today. It's married eye. What are women? Women are a different topic completely. Oh no, but like unmarried women. Mm. Unmarried women tell So unmarried women, now, most authorities say unmarried women don't have to cover the head. Ravadiyasa says they do when they, need, when they pray, which is very interesting. No one does it. No one does it. Even the seminaries who follow him, yeah. no one covers their head because women today do not cover their head. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it's a very strange, but really they should when they say Bracha, yeah. God's, God's name. Okay. Well, I did say God. So women today, it's interesting how things have changed. Yeah. What did they do in the times of the Mishra? They had a veil, right? They, that was yeah. A, that was different. Wait a bit. Didn't they cover half their face or whatever? Depending where they lived. Oh. They were talking about the Torah law. No, I mean in the times of the Mishra. Says they have put uh, they put yeah, uh, dye on the eyes. So you yeah, see over there, the head, face was covered yeah. for the eyes. But depends where. Depends yeah. which country in the Middle East you have to live mm-hmm. in. Different. You go to Saudi Arabia today, they still do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's good to cover one's head. It's good to cover one's head, but you have to cover your head if you're saying a bracha or listening to a bracha to be yotze. Okay. The Marshal, Rav Shlomo Luria, very lenient. He says, the halakha of keeping one's head covered only applies when someone is out in the open, but not when you're in a building. Hmm. The Bach and the Eliyar Rabbah disagrees. They say even when you're inside the house, you should also cover your head. So today we're very strict. Today the minhag became a very strict minhag of... It's amazing how we're very strict in everything except Lashon Hara. <laughs> and that's why the Chavaz Chaim had to write his book about Lashon Hara, and it was the people yeah. very strict and everything. It's a very strict generation. We're living in a very strict generation. Kashrut, people are very, very, very strict. But when it comes to Lashon Hara and things like that, between man and man, that's where a person should be stricter. Uh, not cheating the taxes and not crooking. And not, that's where a person should be strict. So unfortunately, we have a warped sense of, of stricture. But, you know, it's good to be strict anyway, but try and be strict in every way, not just in one place. It's very easy to be strict in rituals, but it's very hard to be strict between men and men. It's very, very hard. So that's where we should pay more emphasis, because it says the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed because of human relations. Let's try and be strict on human relationships and try and, you know, especially with our wives and our family and our children. Be strict. Now, look here. Now we have the Shla. The Shla, Kadosh, went from one extreme to another extreme. What about when you're sleeping? So Shla brings down, and it's also brought down by the Mishnah Brewer, it is commendable to keep one's head covered even when sleeping. I know people wear do hats, they wear hats when they sleep. I had an uncle like that. My uncle, Big Sadiq, would wear like a. Uh, I know he had a hat, it was very thin, but it had like a elastic, so it would, it would stay on his head while he's sleeping. Big Hasid, Big Sadiq. And it's commendable, listen, what can I tell you? The, the, the Rav Adyos says, it's not like the Gemara. The Gemara says, when you put your cover on your head, then you say, oh, tell you, Shabbat Tifara. Mashma that, you sleep with no cover. 
Yeah. Only when you wear your kippah, you say Oteri Shreve Tzifarah. How can if he's wearing his kippah all the time? Who would say Oteri Shreve Tzifarah? We make a brach every day, and God gives us and covers us with uh, glory. With the glory is the keeper. It's like Anti Shabbat if we're not wearing leather shoes. Exactly. Why would we say, exactly. Uh, what's that other one? Shall say you talking? Okay. How about another Rishonim? Right. The one is to recite the morning blessing in the order they appear in the Talmud. So the Talmud is telling us to recite the first few blessings bareheaded. Oh. If that's the order of the Talmud, and then only you cover your head. When he said, and that's how the Shukhan understood it. The Gra concurred. Technically, it's permitted to pronounce Hashem's name while bareheaded. But it's recommended as act of parity to always cover one's head when pronouncing. And this is his proof. You hear that? It is possible to argue the Talmud's case of someone who splat with a small cap on his head. When donning his hat or his turban, he would recite Oteir Shabbat Nevertheless, it's not like that. Pshah is not like that. Not like that. A proper yarmulke. What's the size? Exactly, yeah. Just copy him. This gentleman, <laughs> has, this gentleman has the right size yarmulke, covers the entire head, or at least the majority of the head. So it's got to be majority diameter, and it's got to be on top of the head, not the back of the head. So he puts his yarmulke like it's not covering his head. His head is up there. This is the head. So you see the Syrians, they put the keepers like this. That's why. Yeah, it's covering your head, not covering your tail. And you also have the issue with the filling in the morning. Like, okay. It doesn't. So you keep on after it. Also depends on the shape of your head. Okay, listen. We're talking about the majority. What's the majority? Majority is we're measuring a square area and majority of it should be covered by a keeper. Yeah, no problem. Okay. It's talking about the top of the head, not talking about the back of the head. Cover this the head. The head is right here. So that's a probably yarmulke covers the entire head. This is our example over here. Um are There's a basis of leniency to wear a smaller yarmulke, which should be worn in a way that is visible for everyone. It's got to be visible, like when you're walking down the street, people should be able to see, oh, it's maritime. It's maritime, man, you know, especially in Israel. Israel yeah. is a case where if you don't wear a yarmulke, you are considered secular, mm-hmm. which is like, you don't, that's a no no. You don't be considered secular in Israel. So it's very important that the yarmulke should be seen from all sides when you're walking down the street. So maritime, especially in Israel. It's Jews. There's no right name by non-Jews. Why don't you think you're a non-Jew? There's no problem. By Jew, think you're a non-Jew. Or think you're secular, that's the problem. Okay, let's just finish off. So, there's three different opinions. One opinion is that there's no obligation to go covering a head. There's no obligation. It's even no obligation to say a bracha with the head covered. The Gvelna Gaon brings that down from the Gmarin Brachot. However, the, to the, it's minchag hasidut to always cover one's head and go on with head covering. Okay, and then we said there's a shla that says even when you're sleepy, you should cover your head. So there's three different levels. Today, our minhag is we cover our heads even when you're sitting down, when you're even. Uh, the marshal says there's no obligation to cover your head inside a building. And yet today, we cover our heads inside a building, we cover our heads when we're even sitting down. So we are strict in all these cases. And then we said, what's the minimum size for a yarmulke? We said, it should cover the majority of your head. Your head is the top part of the head, not the back of the head. And that will give a person Yerat Shemayim. We'll all have Yerat Shemayim. That's the main thing. The main thing is to have Yerat Shemayim. People who, who cover their heads and don't have Yerat Shemayim, they're defeating the whole purpose. whole purpose is Yerat Shemayim. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.